Armstrong and Getty soap with my dad. And so Getty. <laughs> Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. Wake up. On a shucky ducky kind of day. He's bare chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. This is bull. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. C, senor. A dimly lit room, you know where? The bowels, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The best thing in sports, a game seven. Winner take all, loser go home, humiliated. Oh. Ma. No? Uh, just disappointed by the game last night. I expect, uh... The sort of thing you're going to make a movie about 20 years from now every night. <laughs> 30 or 40 <laughs> runs, 11 lead changes. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, just a kinda, racial slur or two. Not just typical somebody gets out ahead and holds on to it. and That's that. Boo! Very, very, very disappointing. That's all right. I was out trick-or-treating anyway. So. With the kids. I think we trick-or-treated too long. They got more candy this year. Each of them got more candy than than like all my brothers combined ever got. Wow. Trick-or-treating. Nice. We, I think we went to too many houses. Maybe. Bad parenting. Lots, lots of candy. Mm. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> lots of chances to smile on and say trick-or-treat and thank you and have the parents say, we, oh, look at you guys. What are you? Blah, blah, blah. Well, we were in a group and we really had trouble. Uh, so there were what, three kindergartners and uh Two second graders, not third grader. And uh, we had trouble getting them to say trick or treat for whatever reason. I think they all just had the feeling of, you know why we're here. We know why we're here. Wow. Let's just get it's on with this. Entitlement. That's what that is. <laughs> right. Everybody was good with the thank yous and pleases. Okay. But uh, the, nobody wanted to say trick or treat. And no. I just, I, maybe maybe it's, uh, maybe it's you know, we were past that point. No. We all, no. No. We, I won't accept it. Don't act like you're surprised that a couple of children in costumes just knocked on your door. We're not going to pretend you don't know what's going on. Let's this just, is terrible. This is the go-go 21st century. <laughs> so we're beyond standing for the national anthem. We're exactly. beyond. I'm saying trick-or-treat. <laughs> Let's not pretend we don't know what's happening here. Like, I'm not actually a ghost. You don't hand out candy 364 other days of the year. 
Very simple process. Let's get it over with. There's more kids coming up the walk right now. I think we both understand I'm four years old. I haven't prepared some sort of malicious treat in, or trick, rather. In return, all I ask of you is that you not make me go through this ridiculous uh, charade. And then they'd run down the sidewalk and say, another granny. They liked the grannies because oh, yeah. the grannies gave out more candy. Soft <laughs> but one more tale. So we go to one guy's house. We started probably too early. Maybe that's why it went long. But so uh, it's it difficult to tell if anybody had a porch light on or anything like that. It wasn't as noticeable because it was, wasn't even dark yet. Um, so we're trick-or-treating. And they went to a couple of houses that people weren't expecting trick-or-treaters. But some guy, like some 28-year-old dude. They knock for a long time. We kept saying, "There's nobody here." I think they're you know not. Exp- Let's go to the next thing. They just they they're really into it. So guy, guy comes finally comes to the door and what? What do you? No, I don't. I have some ice cream. Would you like to come in and have some ice cream? Wow. Oh sure, go on in. Yeah. Go on in. Sit down at this table and I'll have come, some ice cream. I'll come we'll back in a half hour. We'll just be out here. Ignore, ignore the dirty flower vase with more flowers on his coffee table. With the rando that seems to be surprised that it's Halloween. Go on in. Have fun. You kids like pot? I got, I got some pot. You can come in and have some ice cream if you want. Seriously, dude. We're not going to do that. Uh, let's introduce everybody to the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. I saw a comedy bit where somebody said, you know, about trick-or-treating, hey, kids, if anybody ever gives you drugs, make sure you say thank you because those are expensive. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> wow. Now, I didn't have any trick-or-treaters. I live in a condo, and we're like a, you know, condos are like bastard homes to little trick-or-treaters. They don't come to them. <laughs> I always get the candy, and then I never use it, so I'll do what I always do. I just, like, stick it out in the woods for the squirrels, so I hope they like Laffy Taffy. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Boy, Judy Judy was ready, because she loves Halloween. Got four bags of different candies, filled up the big bowl. We did not get a single trick-or-treat. Oh, really? Not one. Too rural, I think. Mm. And uh, not a one. Yeah. So now we have a buttload of candy. What are we going to do with that? I'm pretty happy with myself. First uh, first Halloween, maybe in my life, I didn't eat a piece of candy last night. Mm. A lot of it laying around, and certainly more than my kids are going to eat, but I stayed away from it. Dude, nothing? You got, what, like a, a Rolaid? A Pepsi AC? Huh? A, a cough drop? Nothing? You got nothing for the kids. Got some bottles of beer. <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I really enjoyed the uh, the tech company lawyers v. Congress face down yesterday. Face off? Face down? One of those. And, uh, yeah, essentially the, the Cliff Notes version of it is Congress would say, you tech companies, you messed up, you guys are dumb, what are you going to do about it? Facebook would then, Facebook's lawyer would then have some reasonable answer or some kind of long, intelligent response to it, and then Twitter and Google's lawyers would be like, yeah, what he said. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah us too. We're, we're doing that too. Yeah, I remember that from last time. I guess they all just figure Facebook will take the lead on it. Let Zuckerberg play for the spokespeople and lawyers. If I'm drafting a, a team of lawyers, I'm taking the Facebook guy first. He seemed to be the one who had most together. I want to hear more about that. That could be, uh, you know, one of the battles of our times. There's Marshall Phillips, the return of Marshall Phillips to the news chair. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you, Marshall? Well, guys, I. 
I may have come back a day too early. Oh, oh sorry no. to hear that. This after my Armstrong and Getty show sports-related injury Not really related surgery. at all. Your unrelated <laughs> surgery. Go on. I am feeling pretty floaty. Of course, that could be because I took a pain pill a few minutes ago. Oh, so oh, we're oh, just going to see what happens live on the air. What kind of painkillers are you on? Uh, kind of an offshoot of Oxys. There you, know, you go. You know, the derivative. There the you go. cheaper oxy. Uh-huh. And you <laughs> the get, acme oxy. You got that from a, a medical professional? Uh, that's what they told me, and yes. Not, not the dude who hangs around the fountains out front of this building? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I avoid him at all uh, at all costs. <laughs> you know, it's interesting with Halloween last night, because I was feeling uh, kind of punk and, you know, a little uh, floaty. So what I did is I filled up a big bowl of candy, and I just put it out front and turned the light on. I did not check to see if there was any candy left or raccoons were eating. <laughs> I thought Big about that. Fat diabetic one. raccoons <laughs> in your neighborhood. Right. Hilarious. Oh. Uh, so you feel a little high. Are you in any pain? Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm. I'm high and I'm in pain. Well, that's not good. Well, it's all you know. That's life. <laughs> yeah, I'm in pain right now. Nobody's asking me. <laughs> Well, you didn't just have an, uh, an operation because a radio show made you do sports stunts. Wrong. Wrong. We implied that it would be fine if you'd like to. Don't we have the video of him yelling at me to push harder, push harder? It's all it's all being compiled. Okay. By the way. It's clearly been edited. Um, uh, frame, frame job. So I understand there were some side effects. We want to hear more about the uh, the whole thing later in the show. We, right. we, we, we have been tipped off as to one particular uh, side effect of the whole thing that you weren't expecting. They should have told you about that. Well, it's you don't mentioned want to be surprised. In, the, in the footnotes. Oh, in the, in the tiny print. Ah. Yes. <laughs> tiny print. Some more on that later. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. Is Hey, rent's due. This is uh, Wednesday, November the 1st. Rent, it's too damn high. Amen to that, brother. The year 2017, we are Armstrong and getting, we approve of this program. All right, here's the show beginning officially now, according to FCC rules, regs. Here we go at Mark. He followed every guideline. It's get a, get a large vehicle, a flatbed truck or, or, or a, you know, a lorry, and then have a an ISIS flag or a depiction of an ISIS flag in the vehicle. Have a note talking about ISIS, which he did, and then have a knife so you can, once you run as many people over and are forced to stop, you can inflict as much damage until the police get there. And I think the reason he had the... Uh, Two fake guns is so that mm-hmm. he could be martyred. He didn't have access to a suicide vest, thank goodness. And once he has a weapon in his hand, he gets shot by the police, which he did, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's, he's in critical, but he was shot in the abdomen, and now maybe he can be um, interrogated to see what happened. And that's it, it's actually better for him to be alive so we can find out what and wh- why. But this is not a lone wolf. You get radicalized somehow, and it's interesting to find mm-hmm. out where, where this happened. So that's one of the actual Navy SEALs who was involved in the Bin Laden raid. That, that is the guy, according to, to him, I have no reason not to believe him. He is the guy who actually shot Bin Laden. Put one in his eye. But uh, So I didn't know that. Classic so, double tap. So he might have had the fake guns just so he could get shot. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, he took one anyway, but now we've got him. What are their headlines, Marshall? Well, Donald Trump vowing tougher vetting after the New York City terror attack. We got a tax plan delayed. And scientists have come up with the perfect breakfast. Stories coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. Is it Frosted Flakes? No. <laughs> Fruit Loops. <laughs> How does mailbag look? Oh, it's it's good. It's interesting. Oh, Sean that, comes up for a That's got the tone of voice of she's got a nice personality. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, maybe something to that thing. <laughs> More to come on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
seems everyone's pretty much in agreement. There's little to nothing you can do to stop these truck attacks. Almost nothing you can do. So just hope you're not in front of one someday. I guess so ends our analysis. I guess I don't know what to say. The rest of the news is wallowing in it. Maybe you know it's a big story. They should. Also, branded was... truck plowing people over. Attack by a guy who would be ISIS guy from some third world hellhole. A legally, in New York. a legally rented vehicle. Right. How are you going to stop that? You can, you, well, you can't. That's how. Well, you don't need any training. Um, just have to have a driver's license. So, what are you going to do? Yeah. Stamp out the ideology. Yeah. That won't take more than, I don't know, two, three years or 300. You brought me down. You brought me down. You brought me down. I was kind of here. I wasn't up. I was kind of in the middle. And you brought me down. Contemplative. That's my mood. Oh, okay. I'm done contemplating. Let me contemplate doing mailbag. Woohoo! Yep, I think I will. Wow, it's really feeling it today. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> here's a note from yeah. Lothar. <laughs> yes. Lothar? I, I don't believe that's your name. Did I hear what I think I heard during the discussion of the 20 cent tax on? Increase in gasoline and the California sucker corrupt California one party third world banana republic. Joe Getty speaking at the blah blah blah. Okay, so it's another one of these people who thinks they've caught us in uttering an obscenity. Oh, really? I have not heard this one. I, I'm going into it cold. Positive Sean, if you would play it for us now. For the roads. <laughs> she released the suckers. She released. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a whoa. second. Oh, oh my. Now, wait a minute. Now, listen to it P.S. No, wait, no, wait. P.S. You, uh, you hinted to me what your narrative was going to be. Yeah. You need to change your narrative. No, listen to it again. For the roads. <laughs> she released the suckers. She released. Oh, 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 we can't hear that. No, of course you can't. You can't air that. I think it's pretty clear what you said. <laughs> That's hilarious. You called people blankers <laughs> in, a, in a fit of rage, apparently. <laughs> Sean, your take is the it's, audio it's, producer. That's uh, you. You, you got to be more selective. He's saying suckers. There, it's clearly within context. The word that it sounds like it would fit fits. So would the, the efforts. Wow, it's, I'm telling you, that is straight out of Jimmy Kimmel's unnecessary censorship. For the roads, <laughs> she released. She released. Oh, Stop playing it. <laughs> I, said, yeah, I got kids to put through college. Stop playing it. You've got to quit cursing. <laughs> yeah, enough blaming Sean. Maybe it's your dirty, dirty mouth that's the problem. Wow. S bombs, F bombs. <laughs> that's pretty good. You're pretty out of control. I, you know, I got anger problems. All right, moving along. Fake news, fake news, fake news on the A&G show, writes uh, Kelly. So glad Marshall is coming back. Ryan Harris is a fraud. Everyone knows it is Sean doing the news. Even a monkey with hearing loss would call bull ass on this flim flam. I'd appreciate it if you would inform him that attempting to impersonate Thurston Howell III from Gilligan's Island does not make him sound like a professional newsman. Sean, I've listened to Marshall Phillips. You are no Marshall Phillips. And then this. Uh, hello, Rocket and Thistle Be Awesome. I wanted to welcome back Marshall. He was missed. But am I the only one thinking Ryan Harris sounds like Sean pretending to hide his voice? 
Sounds similar to when Sean was suffering from his Muppet voice. Was he really the replacement newsman, or did you play a prank, and was it really just Sean speaking with a lower voice? Curious minds want to know. You know, it's funny. I didn't hear that, but we we got that comment from 50 people. In the studio, it didn't strike me that way at all. But, yeah, we got a gazillion e- uh, texts saying that also. Crazy. No, it was actually Ryan. Did a, he did as good a job filling in as about anybody has. Uh, old uh, Tim. Tim Lance has done mm-hmm. a good job, too. And that's the end of the list. Everybody else has been terrible. Unless it was you, and we remember you fondly if you're listening. Just got my Obamacare renewal, he says, returning to the news of the day. <laughs> Premium is going up from 368 bucks to 450 That's 23% on top of my 17% increase last year. That would be 40% in two years. Deductible goes up from two two grand to thirty five hundred. Well, see, that's the that's best. That's a seventy five percent increase because my previous plan is oh no longer available. That's the big change is those deductibles. Now, man. when you hear Nancy effing Pelosi and uh, there I go again. Yeah, I yeah. can't help myself. And uh, and what's his name? The, the, the unspeakable gray man from New York, Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer. When you hear them talking about they're trying to anybody trying to change Obamacare, they're trying to take away your health care by trying to help change Obamacare, as if Obamacare is some sort of treat. It's crumbling. It's terrible. It's terrible policy. It never could have worked, and it isn't working. I wish we could just get everybody on board to pay to talking about their deductibles more. Still right. way too much emphasis on premium or oh, your, your monthly premium. Only $110 a month. My deductible is $50,000. So essentially, <laughs> I'd have to have a fatal heart attack to be able to use my insurance. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Ours is actually at the point and has been now for a couple of years where we don't go to the doctor unless we really, really think we're sick, which I believe is the opposite of what they were hoping for because there's this belief that. People aren't going to the doctor enough. If you go more, it saves us all money in the long run, blah, 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 right. blah. But I guarantee you the opposite is happening. If you're a family of four and you got a $6,500 deductible, you're paying cash maybe the whole year, certainly most of the year, and you just don't want to go unless you have to. That would be fine that you're paying cash if it were under the old, you only use your insurance for big things, and a standard doctor's office is very, uh, visit is very inexpensive. Well, that's not the case. You go, you see him for 10 minutes, he says, yeah, I think you got a throat infection, gives you some antibiotics. That used to be extremely inexpensive. But now, because you have the costs of every uh, poor person, sick person, 80-year-old, blah, 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 built into these giant plans that cover everybody all the time, it's everything's incredibly expensive. Oh, it's just, it's such a mess. I guarantee you people are letting their coughs and their kids' coughs and that sort of stuff go a lot longer than they used to. Three years ago, four or five years ago. Right, yeah. Nice system we're running here. Uh, To cover a few million people who didn't have health insurance. By choice, many of them. Well, yeah, right. Well, when you're talking about the younger, healthy people, right, yeah. So instead of finding a way to merely cover the poor, the infirm, the old who needed it and didn't have it. We invented a giant, grandiose, thousands of pages long, tens of thousands of pages of regulations, mobbed up insurance industry enriching federal debacle that dragged virtually everybody into it, including people who aren't on the exchanges because everybody's insurance costs skyrocketed because of this. What a 
crappy system. All right, moving along, because I'm making myself mad. And you know what happens when I get mad? Oh, yeah. Torrents of merchant marine-style filth <laughs> out of my mouth. John from Hawaii with some constitutional analysis. With regard to the POTUS executing his duties behind bars, yes, that was our, our question. Could the president be imprisoned and continue to be the president from his cell? I don't think he's going to be, by the way. I don't think the president's ever going to be charged with anything. But you're just wondering for the sake of the argument. Well, John, I'm going to shorten John's email just because I want to squeeze in a couple more in the limited time we have. But he points out, POTUS goes to jail. The Veep becomes the uh, president, pardons the POTUS. But then he says, does the POTUS go back to being POTUS? I doubt it. Yes, because the Veep appoints the president, the former president, vice president. And then the vice president, who's now president, resigns. (laughs) And the current vice president, who used to be the president, becomes the president again. And having a handshake deal, he appoints the president, who was the vice president, to be vice president Again, and everything is back to normal. <laughs> Seems like a perfect system. It take it all take five minutes, depending on how much paperwork there is involved. I know there's not agreement on this, but I think the president could uh, uh, pardon himself. It just makes sense to me. <laughs> that would be something. Pardon me. Uh, let's <laughs> see. Here's uh, here's uh, Robert. Love the show. Been listening since uh, to the show since birth. Your birth, not mine. Anywho, I'm having my shoulder replaced. We'll be on the couch for at least three months. Wow. The, the winter of Robert, he calls it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's funny. I would really enjoy reading a book or two from beginning to end, in that order. If you have any the suggestions. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. I would really appreciate some suggestions. Well, it depends on where your interests lie. What do you want? You want a big, thick novel? Read uh, Atlas Shrugged, and then write a book report on it. Then read the Bible. I don't know. The Bible! Write back and tell us what you're interested in. Maybe we'll be nice and give you a few suggestions. All right, very quickly. uh, This is from Patty. Enough with the gay predator talk. Leave it to the tabloids. I I don't... That's the Kevin Spacey story? I I guess. Hmm. I guess. So she doesn't want to talk about it? Friend of Kevin Spacey's, perhaps? Lisa writes... Please explain to me why Hollywood gets away with, we all knew. Why didn't anyone say anything to try to stop him? Do the right thing. Yeah, please. They're climbing over each other to get famous. They have no time to do the right thing. How about the guy from the, that runs NPR? You see, there's a chart. Uh, somebody came out on him. Yeah, the uh, chief editor, editor, head editor or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's been uh, groping and a hitting on women. We'll talk about that later. Janae writes, so everybody in Hollywood knew, in quotes, all the famous wealthy Hollywood crowd knew and did nothing. All the jokes on SNL, at award shows, etc. Sick people who kept their mouths shut. And then I'd mentioned briefly in uh, Wake of the Kevin Spacey thing and the idea of mentoring teenage gay boys by uh, older gay men, blah, blah, blah. There's some toleration of that in the gay community. And I mentioned uh, gay uh, political hero Harvey Milk of San Francisco. And I understand in a city with that many gay fellers and gals why the first prominent gay politician would be an object of some admiration. But Jeff has gone to the trouble of quoting from his autobiography, paragraph after paragraph, about how he really likes him young. Really likes him young. Teens, yep. Um, He mentions uh, 16-year-old McKinley looking for some kind of father figure. 
At 33, Milk got with him, etc. His new lover. Hmm. At age, uh, again, 16. So, uh, there's obviously more toleration of that sort of thing than in the straight world. Where it begins and ends, I don't know. And then, let's see, what is that? It's a really ha- heavy note to end on. Ah, oh, we got to end, though. Look at the clock. Look at the clock. Yeah, the uh, Senior Vice President of News and Editorial Director for NPR stuck his tongue in the mouth of a couple of women who were just applying for jobs, it would seem. According to them, of course. Right. An ingenious uh, story from Tom about making trick-or-treating more fun for dads. Mm. We'll get to that in a little while. It's a little late, but maybe you can jot down some notes for next year. Put it in your calendar on your smartphone. I have a feeling we'll do Halloween again next year. I certainly hope so, Jack. Marshall Phillips is back. In Trump's America. Marshall is in pain and a little bit high from the Oxycontin he's taking after his surgery. So that newscast is on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So the winter of Robert is a reference to uh, Seinfeld in the the summer of George. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which is funny. It's funny on its own. We got a lot of good texts about Halloween and, and a variety of things. Maybe we'll hit those with you a little bit later. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFDC. Now with the triumphant return to the Armstrong and Getty Show, newsman Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump is tweeting about immigration following yesterday's deadly terror. Typical liberal newsman leading with the negative Trump story of the day. I just wanted you to feel, you know, welcome and comfortable. And Thank you. Feel like Thank you were you. back. It's I good do to feel see like you. I'm at home. I'm sorry, you were saying something about Trump, the president. Trump tweeting about immigration following that deadly terror attack in New York City. The suspect in the attack. Killing eight people. He's a Uzbekistan national who came to the U.S. in 2010. Trump on Twitter this morning saying, The terrorist came into our country through what is called the Diversity Visa Lottery Program. A Chuck Schumer beauty. I want merit-based. We're fighting... Yeah, this is a program... Oh, is there more to the POTUS? Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, we're fighting hard for merit-based immigration. No more Democrat lottery systems. We must get much tougher and smarter. End of tweet. And, well, he tagged that with at Fox and Friends, which a lot of people are pointing out that he's... Okay. Seems to be getting his information from that before security briefings, and <laughs> right. maybe that's an right. issue. Right. I don't know. Typical <laughs> I don't liberal know. producer. <laughs> um, you know, oh, God. I guess this program exists. Uh, the phrasing I heard was to encourage I- I- diversity through immigration from countries with low immigration rates to the United States. So you go to the Uzbekistans of the world and the made up stands and the Trinidad and Tobago and and you just and you give them a handful of visas just because we're desperate for more Tobagans. I, I don't get it. There's a further update on the suspect. He was wounded. He's in custody. He left a note in the truck. ISIS lives forever. And the suspect now is out of surgery. Officials telling ABC News he is proud of the attack. Now, we'll learn more, I guess, but it certainly seems that his immediate background is not very terroristy. Um, is he just another just one of those? Just a guy who hates America, hates you know, the West, hates non-Muslims, sees a, a, a war yeah. between Islam and the West. I don't know how you're going to stop these, these truck attacks. I, I mean, I just can't even imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine one thing you could do to make them... Uh, Less likely to be successful. We're going to have to design the whole world to look like a federal building in D.C. with those big 
uh, concrete and steel pylons at the edge of every sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Which, and that's obviously undoable. In well, some I'd ways, like to get into the pylon right. business, I'll tell you that. In some ways, I think that's the goal of a lot of these things. They want to create this this free society and turn it into a an oppressed police state. Well, it's working in a lot of places. It's working in a lot of places. House Republicans pushing back the release of their tax bill until tomorrow. It was supposed to be unveiled today. Apparently, there's still a few kinks to work out. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. And if you are a driver in California, get ready for sticker shock at the pump. We are going to see gasoline, or you are going to see gasoline, going up by 12 cents a gallon as of today. As a result, SB1, which also raises the registration fee throughout the state, and higher licensing fees for electric cars. And uh, we have some of the details on that unholy, ridiculous law that's screwing and rip-off of the taxpayers. Uh, when you were out uh, yesterday, Ryan was reporting, though, that the fall blend of gasoline yes. in, in California starts today, and that's cheaper than the summer blend, so people won't see sticker shock right. at the pumps. It'll stay the same. And then when we go to the spring blend, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be a huge jump all of a sudden. It'll take off. Science. So this was a very clever and completely intentional Absolutely. effort to slip mm-hmm. it in without people noticing. Yeah. Science has managed to come up with the perfect breakfast. The typical American breakfast is a carbo bomb. You got muffins, bagels, cereal positive, Sean, pancakes and toast, all carb heavy. You add fatty bacon or sausage, yes. and you got a recipe. I for will. Heart. Thank you. You've got a recipe for heart disease. Now, according to a Harvard <laughs> Health blog. They recommend the perfect breakfast for everyone to have every day. A dollop of plain yogurt topped with berries and sprinkled with any combination of granola, nuts, and seeds. That sounds good. The perfect breakfast. Sort of stuff I'm eating these days. Excellent. That's what I eat while my bacon's cooking. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, you'll, you'll, You'll pry bacon out of my cold, dead hand. World Series heading to a deciding game well, seven. That's, that's that's the idea. Yes, you have a cold, dead hand. Yes. Yes. Have my yogurt with a little granola on it in the morning to get started. It's, re- it's a dollop. A dollop. A dollop. Yes. Dodgers beat the Astros three to one in Game Boo! Six in L.A. Yay! Not a Game Seven. Nodding up the Fall Count Classic at three games apiece. Joe Buck calling the strikeout. Got it. This series too good to end in six. Dodgers force a game seven. They win it three to one. There you that go. was a, a clever thing for plugs to say. Yeah, that was a good call. <laughs> well, yeah. Look, a guy Joe Buck who admitted he's addicted to hair plugs. Oh, which geez. who knew that was a thing? Wow. Stay tuned for this fall's hottest new comedy, Wreck It Up, starring Andy Dick. <laughs> um. So uh, I was all excited because they yeah. looked like they might bring Kershaw in in relief yeah. if it got close. Which yeah. I thought, man, that if you're into baseball, if you're not, you don't care. So. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Please be a good game tonight. I can't have the greatest baseball series I've ever watched end with like a, it's 3 nothing in the second and stays that way for the rest of the Houston game. Houston scores 5 in the first and 7 in the second. This one's a laugher, Jim. That'd be awful. Want a good game. But what I want doesn't matter, does it? Nobody cares. <laughs> Jimmy Smith returns to Fox this fall. <laughs> Thank you, Joe Buck. Another sports note, by the way. I like the I like Schmoltz's uh, color commentary. Oh, he's fantastic. He's really good. Here, hearing his perspective as a guy who had his career, it's really interesting. But again, you don't care if you're not into sports, so. right? Oh, Sorry, we got, we got some good texts about Halloween, which is the number one story in your life. Certainly, if you have kids. 
Uh, or live in a neighborhood where kids... And the number of people saying they didn't have kids come by. Why? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I saw that President Trump gave out Halloween candy to kids at the White House last night. It was a chance for kids to take king-sized candy bars from fun-sized hands. Right? Oh, God, the old hands shot. Oh, the small hands. Yeah, I remember that. Well, there was one house last night for my kids that were handing out full-sized candy bars. Oh, kid, super bonus. The kids went crazy <sighs> running down the sidewalk. Full-sized candy bars! Well done, my friend. My wife said, "Way to ruin it for everybody else." Oh man! Everybody else looks like they're 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 cheapskates now. Nah, that's somebody who's made it in this great country. They've enjoyed some success. Now they want to share it with their neighbors' kids. <laughs> Candy is practically free. <laughs> you buy it in bulk. It's practically free. Uh, our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. We got some texts from other people who say, "Yeah, kids weren't saying trick or treat. They were saying Happy Halloween." That's what our group of kids was saying too. I, and we didn't tell them to do that. It just like it just seeped into the culture that I now mean, you knock on the door and stay happy Halloween for some reason. You drag them home immediately. <laughs> you well, bring them no candy for you. We'll try this again next year and see if you can say trick or treat. Learn the rules. It's a threat. Don't you understand? Boy, speaking of the next year, I was singing last night. Boy, you don't get many of these. You don't get many of these kids in their cute costumes trick or treating. I mean, oh, my no. my seven year old will be out of it before I know it. And uh, yeah. Well, the trend for a while was he wouldn't be. He'd be 16 and still doing it. But now, with kids not even knowing how to say trick-or-treat, it feels like it's all dying to me. <laughs> and people doing the trunk-or-treat because they're yeah. terrified of something or other. We got no, that I text. Know. Okay, go ahead. Uh, for the last one, we got a whole bunch of texts. Didn't get as many kids as this year. We we live in a neighborhood. With, we live near a school. We live in a neighborhood. A lot of kids, blah, blah, didn't get many trick-or-treaters. For the last five years, I haven't had a single trick-or-treater, period. Yet every year, I still buy candy in the hopes that someone will come by. Do kids just not walk around neighborhoods anymore, or are they doing the stupid trunk-or-treat events in a parking lot because parents are afraid crazy clowns are going to stab them to death in regular neighborhoods? Well, just stay away from the edge of the woods. You'll be fine. Yeah, that's part of it. I, and, and people, every year we bitch about this, and every year people write in, and they say, well, it's really it's a nice opportunity for the whole church community to get together, and blah, blah, blah. But the thing is born of paranoia over non-existent threats to your kids. If your kids are big, they'll be fine. If your kids are small go with them say hello to your neighbors go door to door get to know your neighborhood or just go among people you already know and and stand there in a parking lot thankful that nobody is raping your children because you know that happens all the time on halloween oh my god god we're a paranoid society uh you know what that is it's cable news Cable news, national, every, every horror that could possibly be perpetrated against a human being anywhere on earth reaches your eyes and ears every day. It's damaged people. If you wear a homeless costume and go door to door, you get candy. If you are homeless and you go to door to door, you get arrested. Is that a strange cultural ritual? I'll tell you a strange one we saw was a girl, and she was probably like eight. It was a young, it was a young kid. And she was dressed as a crazy cat lady. She had like 
wild hair and just kind of wild clothes and cats all over, and she had a stroller pushing a couple of cats in it. Yes. I thought, wow, the the, the, the severely mentally ill mocked for candy. Yeah, but there are sad mental illnesses and funny ones, and that's a funny one. It was pretty funny. Wow, that is edgy. (laughs) I mean, it's great, but the more you think about it, the more troubling it is. Yeah, so you try not to think about it. A lot of people pointing out that self-driving cars... Did she have a freezer she was pulling behind her that had some some carcasses in it? No. Because often that's a feature of it. A lot of people pointing out that self-driving cars might be the answer to the how do you stop these car attack these terrorist attacks using vehicles. If you're into the self-driving car thing, that could be, you know, that nah, could be it. It'll never happen. I mean, it Which could happen, happen many, many, many years in the future. But there, not only is there no self-driving car proposed yet that doesn't have manual control, but we're told over and over again, you've got to be constantly ready to take over manual control. So the entirely, exclusively self-driving car is a concept I haven't even heard about. No, I think the government will have control of your vehicle. You won't be able to go over a certain speed or whatever. This is going to happen very soon. Eh, could be. You know, they have golf carts right now that have GPS uh, gizmos in them that if you get off of where you're supposed to be, you go into the wild area or too close to the green or something, they cut power so you can only, like, crawl along at one mile per hour. Really? Until you're back where you're supposed to That's be. That's the, what they're going to do with all our cars. Could be. Yeah. And in the name of safety, we will we will gladly uh, sign on for that, I'm guessing. Thanks, jihadis. Yeah. Kind of sucking the fun out of life, you bastards. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.